everyone to The Final Word with Jeff and Aaron. I'm Jeff. And I'm Aaron. And today we have a bit of a special one for you. Um, so normally when we record these together, so we either record them at Aaron's house, sometimes my house, or via Skype. And normally when we record them in the same room, we spend about a good hour or so just kind of shooting the shit and just talking about whatever had happened over the previous week. And I thought, you know what? That actually might make a good podcast in and of itself. Because we definitely, there have been more than one occasion where we've had this great conversation and we're kind of like, crap, we should have recorded that whole thing. Oh man, there was that one about Mac versus uh, PC PC that is lost for the ages because no one recorded it. So I know it would have been, it was a good uh, debate, discussion, Uh, angry rant. Maybe angry rant in some cases. So, um, but yeah, so we that was kind of the goal. Is I I came over to Aaron's place right now and we're recording, um, and I refuse to talk about anything other than just like the recording setup. Yeah, Jeff's initial plan was to walk in and literally not say anything. Yeah, just in complete silence, just like pantomime everything to try to get him to set up the recording Which without. Didn't really work, but we we talked about very very little, and yeah. we did just spend the last I don't know good. Hour, hour. We we have a new we have a new mic setup. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So we're actually using two mics. It's pretty cool. So I got a, a new mic over the Chris over Christmas, and uh, we're just playing around with it. And over the course of the hour, while we were waiting for Aaron to wake up, we'll get on that story in a second. Thanks, thanks, um, Jeff. Yeah, no, you know, just putting you on blast. Uh, um, while we were doing that, I we just started slowly integrating both mics into one computer setup, and. Uh, that's what we have now. And so we're e- recording each audio track separately uh, at the same time, which gives us the ability to like mute somebody if they're, I don't know, interrupting for no reason, which happens a lot. Right. Um, not saying that we'll actually do that because that requires a lot more editing on our part. And we're, we're, we're working our way up. You know, first we started with just doing it every week, recording every week. Then we actually put in intro sounds. Right. That was pretty cool. Yep. And then we started recording like over Skype so that we wouldn't miss weeks. Mm-hmm. And, and now, now, we've gained, now we're trying something special here. Yeah. Eventually and we'll just uh, have our own audio studio and all of that fun stuff. It won't happen. Not for a very long time. Nope. And nope. here's what's really good. I can actually make that whisper joke. Because I can have the mic right next to me. That's true. Yeah, I could that's, not do that before. That's true. So I'm sure you were all so ecstatic about that. Um, yeah, well, I am. I mean, I'm, I am. Hopefully my, um, what's the word that means? Enthusiasm. Yes, thank you. My enthusiasm is spilling over to the uh, to yes. the audience that's listening right now. Yes. So on a completely different note of sorts, obviously we've been gone for the last two weeks. Yes. So we actually only missed one week. Right? No, yeah. This would have been the second week. I didn't think we were going to record, but okay. since I had to pick up my cat anyways. Right. Speaking of cats, yes. good segue, Jeff. So, Jeff was out of town the past couple of weeks. He went back home to Spokane. And Jeff has a cat. Her name is Meow. Meow, even though. So, so Jeff adopted this cat a couple months ago. Yeah, I think about three or four. Yeah, and she she's a tuxedo cat, which is a very pretty black cat with a white belly. She's got a bit of a pudgy belly. She's actually very cute. Yeah, um, she also has a cropped ear because yeah, she had, an she had a back, hematoma which in her honestly ear. Honestly, makes her just look super cute. She does. I yeah. think she's very cute and she's very sweet. In any case, so Jeff was out of town. I also have a cat, Bobka. I'm sure we've talked about Bobka. Yep. Um. So Jeff brought meow to my place for to watch her for two weeks and it was um it was interesting now this is not the first time i've watched betty or I think meow this is probably the third yeah by this the is way the third time just gonna interrupt with this aaron will probably call her betty he seems to like that name that's the name that she came with when i got her from the uh adoption place 
humane society. That's the words. Yes. Um, I call her meow because uh, what will happen is she'll be, I'll be at my computer playing a video game or something like that. And she'll start meowing at me. And so my response is just to go meow right back to her. Mm-hmm. And then she'll repeat the cycle indefinitely. Mm-hmm. As long as I meow at her, she will repeat to meow. And so that's why I named her Meow. Yeah. And he doesn't like the the name Betty. I thought Betty was really cute, but she's not my cat. So. Yeah. Well, no, you call her whatever. It's a cat. It's true. I mean, the only way she would ever come to her name is like Bobka. Uh, I had her since three months. Right. So. Right. And Bobka knows her name and Bobka doesn't always come to her name, but she, she knows her name. It sometimes. Yes. Yeah, she there. She's a cat. I mean, yeah. the cat. So. But anyways, so I've watched Betty Two times before this. Yeah. Both for about a week. Maybe four or five days. Yeah. So the first time Betty just hid the entire time. Yeah. Under, I have a spare room. She just hid under the spare bed basically the entire time. She's very nervous around people. Yeah. Came out, you know, you know, to eat and poop basically. Even, even at my place, if I have visitors over, she hides immediately under the bed. So then the second time around, she started hiding under the bed. Like that's how she started. But she started getting a little more comfortable. She was, you know, roaming around a little bit. And so she was she was getting more comfortable uh, in the house. And to backtrack slightly, Bobka was not a fan. Now, is Bobka a fan of most cats? Any cats? Well, so this is what's weird. So when I'm out of town or something, I will bring Bobka over to my parents' house. And they have a cat. Her name is Mitzi. She's also a tuxedo cat. Hmm. Which is why I mentioned that yeah. Betty's a tuxedo cat or meow. And <laughs> Kafka and Mitzi get along wonderfully, especially for cats. Like, now, what, is, what does getting along wonderfully, wonderfully mean? Meaning, like, they will sleep with each other. Oh, okay. And, yeah, they'll like, they'll, 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 and, and they'll chase each other, but it's playing. Okay. I've never actually seen cats play, so that's kind of Yeah, nice. so, like, they're, they actually, they, they really get along. And now the difference is, so I got Bob when she was about three months old. And she met Mitzi almost immediately. Sure. Um, and Mitzi's a very easygoing cat. Like, childhood friends. Hmm? Childhood friends. Something like that. Yeah. So, well, and Mitzi was probably, I think, six at the time. Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe seven. I can't remember how old Mitzi is now. So Mitzi was older, but she was just a really easygoing cat. And she initially was not a huge fan of Bobka, but they kind of... They learned Enough to like exposure each other. and eventually they warmed up. Yeah. Now, on the flip side, a couple of years ago, um, a friend of a friend stayed with me for a, a little bit of time and she had a kitten. And Bobka was okay. Like, she wasn't ecstatic about having a kitten around, but. I wonder if it's. Anyway, so what you were eventually going to say is that Bobka and Meow have a bit of a. Right. They so so here so th- th- this is my theory. It's multifold. So well, first of all, Bobka does not like Meow. Just she just does not like Meow. And from um, what I understand, it might be because Meow's somewhat of a bitch sometimes. At times, I think <laughs> it's so. I think what what's happening is twofold. One, this is Bobka's domain. It's her house. True. Um, you know, cats are territorial. Yeah. And there is something invading her place. Yeah. Um, she is. She's five and a half. That's not old for a cat, but that's like she's set in her ways for the most part. And I do think there is a difference between a cat and a kitten. 
as yes. far oh, as most definitely. well, as far as like cats perceive them. Oh, okay. So Not like, I we, think okay. if you had a kitten and you brought the kitten over, I don't think Bopka would feel threatened. I think I was going to say that as well. It's probably because they're very similar in age. I mean, um, Meow is supposedly three. Right. So they're only a couple years apart. Right. And so I think there's something about a cat. I don't know if there's a pheromone. I don't know what it is that um, Bobka just feels threatened by this. You're, Bobka's girl, right? Yeah, they're both and, girls. Yeah, uh, Meow is also female, so. Yeah, so they're both girls, which usually. They should play is, nice together, at it's least somewhere. better. Well, like, especially with, um, I think, cats more than dogs. Males, cats will definitely, like, mark their territory if yeah, there's that's two the males. the reason I wanted to get a girl was to make sure that I didn't have that problem. Yeah. Even though if they're neutered, it should be a problem. I think they still, I don't think it's as much of a problem, but it definitely is still, I've, I've seen it before. Yeah, I can imagine it, it being pretty territorial. Um, but anyway, so Bopka, even from the first time Jeff brought Meow here, Bopka kind of looked, took one look at her and started hissing <laughs> and that never really relented. I think there, that first time was when you first sent me that video of them at basically having a standoff yes. in the two rooms. Yes. Hissing at each other. And oh, oh, do I have a video for you? Oh, good. I'm excited for this. Yeah. So I'm actually going to upload this video. I don't know if I'm going to do it to like YouTube or Dropbox and put a link oh, in it. You don't put it on Facebook. Oh, because that's the thing that can happen. I don't know. It's a long video. I got to see if it'll work on Facebook. Okay, okay. But it's like two minutes, which is. Long. Long for Facebook. I, Anyways. I think you can put pretty good videos on Facebook now yeah. since they're trying to compete. Anyway. Anyway. So I think so so I think there's a couple things going on here. One, I think Bopka is just kind of like F you cat, leave me alone. Yeah. And Betty wasn't aggressive, but Betty definitely was kind of like, but but I want to know you or I want to play with you. Oh, or, see, I interpreted it as she was taunting. Not that it didn't seem like she was like aggressively going after Bobka. She definitely chased Bobka a couple times, but it didn't seem like it was a, oh, I want to fight and kill you type of thing. It was more like, play with me. And <laughs> Bobka was like, no, like, leave oh, me alone. another creature that can, I can interact with. I haven't had one of those before. So it was, um, it was interesting. I um, definitely woke up uh, a few times in the middle of the night to hear screams of bloody murder. Yeah. Which actually leads to that small uh, jab I made at you at the very beginning uh, about just waking up. Yeah. Apparently, last night was not a good night for cats to be playing nice together. No. Well, no, no. And I also went to bed way too late, but it, yeah. Regardless. Um, and I then, gave you the out, man. You could have just taken the out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, so, a bit disheartening to hear that they're not super best friends immediately. No, I know. I was actually, I was kind of hoping that they'd at least get a, or like tolerate each other. Well, they're going to have to. Yeah. But well, I'm going to have to find a place to board my cat. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, but there were a few times either I'd wake up in the morning or I'd come home and there were tufts of fur everywhere. Jesus. Which I don't think was like them pulling fur out. I think it's, you know, when they get, when they, they um, hunch over and like uh-huh. uh, try and make themselves as big as possible. I think fur just falls out at that point. That That's one of those things that um, I would read on like Reddit or something, be like, that doesn't sound right. Um, that being said, occasionally when I'm at my house, I'll like 
be at my computer desk and I'll look over and there'll just be a tuft of fur. And I'm like, oh, shoot, did I run over her at one point? No, I think it's just just the tuft fell out for whatever reason. Huh. Um, I'm going to have to look up fur loss, yeah, I guess. Let's see, there was one morning I woke up and my refrigerator can be loud sometimes. You may have heard it every once in a while. Yeah, and um, I woke up and I heard my refrigerator. It was a little louder than normal. And I walked into here and the freezer was completely wide open. I don't know which cat it was that probably jumped up on the counter, jumped up on the freezer. And so if if you haven't experienced that before, then the likelihood of it being meow is pretty high. And I will tell you, she is a notorious explorer. Well, I it may have been Bobka like running and hiding as quickly okay, as possible. I just um, I know for a fact I'll be sleeping at night and I have those uh, closet doors that kind of like are shutters. Mm-hmm. So they don't open like normal doors. They kind of like fold into mm-hmm. themselves. And I'll hear I'll hear like thumping and I'll look over and she's trying to open all of my closet doors. Yeah. I will wake up and just all doors in the house that are not already open are opened. Yeah, she definitely was exploring more than Bobka does. I mean, it's a new place. Yeah. Um so there's a thing called Top Cat. I don't know if you've heard of Top Cat. Before. I've heard of Top Gun and Top Dog. So Top Cat is a thing. It's basically a um, uh, dominance isn't the right word. Like it's almost it's like a status in a way is, that is, does Top actually refer to physical location? Yes. Oh god. Like literally, like Top Cat is I'm up high. The highest of and the and if cats. I'm up high, then I am the I am dominant better. one, or I however you want to put it, and. Like, when there's a lot of cats, um, they – the top cat position will actually kind of fluctuate between sure. the cats. Um, but when it's, like, one cat and you introduce another cat, the cat that was there originally is, like, I'm top cat. Screw you, other cat. And sometimes the other cat is tries to push it a little bit sure. and become top cat. And Betty definitely pushed it sometimes. Well, I mean, when we first picked her up at the uh, Humane Society. That's right. She was way up high. Yeah. She was in the community room. The one like, here's where all the friendly cats go. Um, And they had a whole bunch of shelving units. And she was literally on the tallest one to the point where we had to figure out some sort of contrived way to even reach her. Right. I'm trying to. We used food. Well, we tried to use food. That didn't really work. And then we eventually grabbed one of the oh, like, grabbed play the ch- toys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and right. Kind of, like poked at her. <laughs> right. Until she was finally like, because f- she was sleeping and she was finally like, oh my God, you guys are annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So I have a really awesome cat house that my brother-in-law built me that looks like a AT-AT from Star Wars. You mean an AT-AT? Yes, I do actually mean an AT-AT because that's how it's supposed to be pronounced, but everybody goes AT-AT. Anyways, um, it's the tallest thing in the house outside of, like, my kitchen cabinets. The tallest reachable thing, I'd right. say. Right, and Betty definitely got up there a few times to sleep. Yeah, And I, I definitely would. had to go up a few times to be like, I know you're very comfortable, but no. <laughs> like, You had to actually, was was it because uh, Bobka was being all butthurt about it? No, I just didn't want Bobka to think, like, I, you know, this is still Bobka's house, and it's yeah. like, this is your house, Bobka, and... Um, what was really interesting is even though Bobka tended to be the, honestly, the bitch about it, um, she would like, she'd look at Betty and immediately hiss. She cowered. Interesting. So she definitely, she was the one, like she would hide behind something or there were more than one times where she like showed her belly, even though she was still like in full attack mode. Really? So, um, 
she was being dominated. Kind of, but mm. also very much being the aggressor in most situations. Huh, that's and a really weird way to act. I know. It was really bizarre. I don't know if she really understood what she was doing. Yeah. Uh, and Betty, like, I don't think Betty was really ever trying to be overly aggressive. It was just more along the lines of Bob goes just like, leave me alone. Like, yeah. I want to have absolutely nothing to do with you. And Betty's like, but come on. Friend. Like, I want to bug you and let's play. And Bob goes like the, you know. As I told my mom, she's like the little old Jewish lady just cursing at people on the street. <laughs> um, and so it was, it was an interesting couple of weeks. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be happy to uh, be back down to one cat um, for a plethora of reasons. Yep. And I think as far as I'm aware, unless I have any conferences coming up, which again, I can always board the cat if it becomes an issue. Um but yeah, I don't have any vacations planned up until Japan. So right, yeah, and I think honestly the the two weeks was pushing it. Yeah, I I was worried about that from the beginning. So originally my plan wasn't to go for two weeks. It was only go for uh, probably like eight days. Um, but I ended up bumping it for two weeks. One because the flight was cheaper, and two to surprise my mom that hey, I'm home for two weeks. Uh, but the instant I thought about that, I was like, is that going to be putting too much? onto the friendship that I have with Aaron by forcing him to take my cat for two weeks. No. And no. Uh, yeah, so hopefully that all worked out. And with that in mind, so I do have this almost two and a half minute video of the two cats um, interacting with each other. if you will. Yes. Um, the video is hilarious. Obviously, we are audio only. So I am going to um, attach a, a small sample clip of the audio of the two cats going crazy really really it's Bobka going crazy um but i will post the whole video online for you all to see but the audio is pretty spectacular so um hopefully the plan is i'm actually going to splice the audio from the video directly into the podcast so you should hear some angry cats right now, now. And that was two cats having a bit of a go at it. Well, now, to be fair. It's really one cat having a go at it. Yeah. So the hissing and the growling is all Bobka. There's a very small little meow in there, and that would be meow. meow. Yeah. Otherwise, Bobka was just not having it. And I mean, the video is just hilarious. Yeah. Bobka's ears are pulled back. and well, While he was splicing the uh, audio in there real quick. I took a look at some of the videos, and they're all basically under the same theme of Bobka being perfectly content and sleeping, and then Meow coming along and like, what are you? Who are you? Right. Like, I want to check you out. And, and Bobka, Bobka being really, like, screw you. Go no, away. This is my sleeping time. And Maybe. what's funny, though, is Betty never cowered. Betty was just like, huh, oh. you're making noises. I wonder what that means. Maybe she's a bit slow. Or fearless i don't know or maybe she literally doesn't know what it means that's very possible we have no idea where betty came from uh like there's no history on her uh she's yeah. just three years old and um i mean so what's it's funny though is like you know, a cat and doesn't yeah. know how to interact with other cats i mean what's funny is you know i've had bobka since she was three months old so it's not like she's had crazy cat interactions yeah fair also so anyways well, i, I feel like enough. we've talked a lot yeah. about cats i was just gonna say the same it's good wave, wave, wave yep, of the yep, brains yep. 
on a, a different note, um, I was fortunate enough to actually watch the uh, Mandalorian with my dad over the Christmas break. Nice. Yeah, and I, I am fully up to date on the Mandalorian. Um, yeah, and also, of course, the, the new Star Wars movie yeah. that came out in December. So I think we're actually... We should probably save that. Yeah, I think we're going to save the like the review of Star Wars and the Mandalorian or something for the next episode because I know I have a lot to say and I believe Jeff has a lot to say. Yeah, I've definitely watched other reviews too, so I'll steal their ideas as well. Yeah, so like I I, I know I have a ton of stuff to say, especially about the new Star Wars movie. So if you're a Star some Wars good, fan, some not so good. Yeah, but I will leave you all in. Um, I was just gonna say, if you're a Star Wars fan, look forward to the next episode. If not, then uh, you can skip please listen the to it next anyways. episode. But no, it'll be good. Um, um, so yeah, what else? What else did you do in the last two weeks? Um, what did I do in the last two weeks? It's always interesting how hard it is to remember what you did in two weeks. Well, like it feels like you know the two weeks last forever, and then you look back and you're like, wait, did anything actually happen in those two weeks? I saw Frozen too. I have not seen Frozen 2. I actually liked it a lot more than the first Frozen. The first Frozen actually really pissed me off. For oh, really? Why did it? Why, wait, wait, wait. Why did a Disney kids movie piss Aaron off? This okay. is a question to answer all questions. Okay, so I don't know who's seen Frozen. I, uh, a lot. You've seen Frozen? Yeah, I've seen okay, it. Okay, perfect. This is this is good. Then, then, Jeff, you can have a discussion. Did you like the first Frozen? I mean, I didn't hate it. it. It was entertaining. Right. It was like it was a kid's animated movie. Yeah. Okay, so there were... Three aspects of Frozen that really, really pissed me off. The first aspect is Elsa and Anna's parents are terrible, terrible, terrible parents. They are awful because, because, so they find, you know, in in the very beginning, Elsa and Anna are playing and Elsa has these fancy uh Ice, ice powers, powers, if you will. The whole point of the entire movie. Right. And so she accidentally uh, hits Elsa, or Elsa accidentally hits Anna with right. the ice. Again, and, probably don't need to explain the plot. Right, right. Anyways, the so the parents recently. take uh, Anna to the uh, the little, the trolls, were they trolls? Yeah, I think they were trolls. Rock They're trolls like rock or something. Trolls or whatever, Anyways, to, to free her or to fix her. And he, you know, the trolls say, okay, we got to take Anna's memory of the magic the away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the parents basically tell... Sequester her entirely. Yeah, basically sequester Elsa to be like, don't interact with Anna. And they never try and explain anything to Anna or Elsa. Like, you can still play with each other. Just be careful. And so what ends up happening is Elsa completely isolates herself from Anna. Anna is completely alone and her parents do nothing about it. And then the parents die. And... Well... Well... But it's just like, it's just like the just awful parents because it's like, I get it. Okay, let's save our child. Okay, we've learned that in order for a child to be saved, she needs to know that she she can't know that magic exists, yada, yada. Really what you're saying is communication is everything in a yes. relationship. I like, I mean, the parents were around until their teenage years and they totally could, like, there's no yeah. way they did not see a what was happening. A couple conversations could have solved a lot of problems there. Right. Um, okay. Well, isn't it also kind of like just a trope in Disney movies that the parents of well, characters what, are usually awful? Well, what bugs me about this is the parents came, they like, they were trying to portray them as like good parents. 
I mean, I don't think they were trying to portray them as anything. I think they were just setting up the the stakes for the show. Right, but I think they were trying to, you know, a lot of times were, when you have the evil parents in Disney movies, they're kind of over the top evil. Sure. And here, like, they came across as, as kind of caring and like, oh, we're, we want to protect our kids. Oh, yeah, I got the more appealing that they're coming off as generic and pointless. I mean, that too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So that was so one aspect. Reason, reason one, bad parenting. Yeah. That just, it just really pissed me off. Reason the two. The second reason is, so... This is one of the the first Disney movies that the main character didn't have a love interest. Like that was not the through line of the story. Was uh, that for Frozen One? Yeah, yeah. That Elsa was not looking for her Prince Charming or whatnot. Although, it's interesting that you say that because I wouldn't necessarily say Elsa was the main character. Like really, really, it's Anna's on Anna 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 Anna's journey. I mean, yeah, I think well, it's both of their journeys. Yes, but like. The one who actually changes the most over the course of the um, thing, I would say, was Anna. Really interesting. I would actually say it was kind of both of them in a lot of Again, ways. Again, yeah, both. But she gets more screen time, so therefore, main character. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Elsa's the main character. We can argue that's what about Dis- that. That's what Big Disney wants you to think. Yes. You know, right. Anyways, really, so... Really, Olaf. Olaf was main character. There you go. Anyway, so Elsa, um, whatever, whether she's the main character or not, um, she is... Just portrayed as kind of a a strong adult woman who is don't need no man doesn't need a man or whatnot. Um, she's not sexualized in any way. Okay, until she turns into the Snow Queen, or I don't remember this. I mean, so, I remember this, but like, how so, did this change? So Elsa, you know, she accidentally freezes the the kingdom. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, then she runs and away runs and she away. builds her ice castle and, and, and all that as stuff. as we all know, running away from your problems is the way to solve right. them. And up until that point, she was wearing pretty uh, conservative clothing, which is neither here nor there. That's just like what she was wearing. And as she creates the ice castle and transforms into like fully uh, accepting her powers, suddenly her, she completely becomes sexualized. Her... Dress changes, cleavage starts to show, she starts shaking her hips, suddenly she has eye makeup and everything, and it was just this really, like, it was, like, supposed to be, like, a transformation into an adult for her, and I felt it was kind of an underhanded message of, you can be a strong woman, but you must be sexualized. In- I think you might be reading into that a bit too much. But very possibly, very possibly. But to me, like the animation was really obvious in that regard of just for me how obvious the change was. And I'm not saying like I have zero issue with a sexualized character. I just felt like it was underhanded the message or or it was a conflicting messages. Well, I I mean, okay, I've never really thought that. Wearing sexy clothes negates your being a powerful person. No, it's it's hard to explain. I, I see what you're trying to say. You're saying trying to say that the association is in the biggest moment where she's finally becoming independent. It's also the same moment where she becomes sexy. Which again, we are talking about a children's movie. Classifying a children's movie main character as sexy, a bit wordy, worrisome, yeah, just a bit. You know, there's 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 a fair amount of uh, well, of okay. disturbing porn about Disney characters. <sighs> Hey, you you start you opened it. Oh, you opened the door. Oh God, my mom listens to this podcast. You're making me super uncomfortable. I'm not saying you've seen any of it. I'm just saying it's out there. Yeah, but she doesn't need to know that. Well, now she does. Oh God. 
Um, so Jeff's mom. No, no, stop it right here, right here, right now. <laughs> uh, anyways, so that it just it's really hard for me to explain why that bugged me so much of how it it felt like the only way for this character to become an adult was for her to become I, it almost felt hypersexualized to me and like unnecessarily so. Yeah, I mean, I don't I I see what you're trying to say. I don't think that as much. I, again, I don't can't really remember what she looked like. Right. But I don't remember it being like, oh, well, then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just uh, move my collar a bit to indicate right. that I'm hot for right. some reason. And I am fully aware this is my opinion and I'm in the minority and I am not expecting to sway anybody. Just my opinion. And then the other aspect, um, which is actually kind of amusing, the uh, songwriter um, can uh confess to this or whatnot that the let it go song like the big main uh-huh. um she hates that song the song the songwriter she's, she's, she's like that case, was though, the like, most obnoxious song i've ever written and it like, is so obnoxious what is it uh just like bob marley hates the um don't worry be happy song yeah it's one of these like when an artist makes something that's just super easy to consume by the masses they're like oh, like crap. i feel dirty for what i've done so yeah i did not like the first frozen I did like the second Frozen a lot more, though. So there's that. Yeah, I guess I haven't seen it, the first one, in a recent enough time to have too much of an opinion. So, okay, real quick side note. When it comes to movies, I'm really bad judge for good or bad. Because for me, the indication of a bad movie is, did I turn the movie off? Mm-hmm. I have watched terrible, by accounts, by all other accounts, terrible movies and been like, I'm okay with this. Because my bar is just so low. And, you know, this is actually, it frustrates me sometimes. It's really hard for me to just watch a movie. Oh, see, that's like. Like, I am always watching a movie with a bit of a critical eye. And it can be frustrating sometimes because it's actually like, you can watch like a really stupid movie and it can still be really enjoyable. But there are definitely times where I'm watching a stupid movie and I'm thinking like all of the like. See, so it's that, it's a double-edged does, sword because I also like being able to be a discerning movie watcher, if you yeah. will. See, that that's true for me, too. If I'm watching a movie about either a topic or a series that I really enjoy, uh, see the next podcast when we talk about Star Wars, I do develop a lot of opinions about it and whether or not they're good or bad. Mm. If I'm watching a movie because I have an hour to kill and I – like most of the time these days I'm watching a movie, it's on a plane. Yeah. Because I don't want to – I don't have the time to commit an hour and a half to watching one content. Yeah. Like I am always doing several media consumption. Yeah, I, under, I totally understand what you're so saying. So a movie that usually requires you to constantly pay attention to it, it's not going to happen. Yeah. So I probably saw Frozen on my, my phone while flying from one place to another. Right. And that's the only time I saw it. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I can... And I guess this I, also makes sense for you because you watch tons of movies and it's one of your main hobbies. Right. Like I love I love movies. I love I, I love con- consuming like I love seeing what's out there. Yeah. Uh, but I, like, I, I do also like I can totally I can separate like the critical eye and just the enjoyable eye. So like I can recognize when a movie that was really entertaining. It wasn't a great movie, but yeah, it was fun think, and I enjoyed it. What was the movie that we saw recently that was that? Uh, Joker, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, Joker was a different topic all yeah. on its own. Um, was there another one we've seen? Oh, there's been tons that we've come out of the theater being like uh, coming out of the theater saying stuff like, oh, well, it was it was a worthwhile movie to watch. Yeah. But, you know, we're I can't not think, be we running. haven't seen one since the Joker, I don't think. Well, what did you see before that? Oh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man was really good. Yeah, Spider-Man was really And then I think before that was the Avengers. 
Okay, I guess I, we only see the good ones. We then. haven't seen a movie in a while. Uh, I think the last movie we saw that we were both like, eh, was uh, Fantastic Beasts, the second one. Yes, that was definitely one that we came out of that. Oh, oh, what about Shazam? Oh, Shazam, that's right. I think, and I actually think I like Shazam more than you and Christy did. Oh, most definitely. Which but is kind of funny. Uh, my scale goes four and five. Those are the only two I have. It's either zero, four, or five. Did I... Watch it or did I not watch it? Right. Yeah. And like, and again, I can totally be entertained by a not great movie. I think for me, what it is, is when a movie is trying to be more than what it is. Yeah. That's if that makes sense. Well, no, no. When a movie's trying to be more than what it is and it's obvious. Right. That's the problem. Right. When, when a movie's trying to be like, we're going to try to define a generation. It's like, don't do that. Right. Like Make if a movie is just movie. like, this is dumb fun. Just enjoy yeah. it. Like, I feel like the John Wick movies. Yeah, those are... They're phenomenal movies because they know exactly what they are and they yes. are not trying to be any more than that. Yes, and they, which makes them perfect. Right. It's like they are over-the-top action with crazy mythology. Yeah. And that is what it is. And it's not trying to... Nope. Make it, and other than like, you know, be kind to dogs. That's yeah. that's the only <laughs> message there. Well, be kind to very specific dogs. Right. Speaking of which, this is a random segue. So I can't, I don't know if I mentioned this to you. So in the. Hopefully not, because we literally tried not talking about anything yet. Well, so, well, this was, it may have happened a while ago. So uh, this was in John Wick 3. Uh-huh. Uh, the dog foo scene. Uh, I, you gotta have to remind me. So there's a scene in John Wick three, which I am. Oh, is this, is this the one with, uh, the two, two dogs? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So spoilers from a movie that came out quite a few months ago. Uh, there's a scene in John Wick three where there are two, um, oh, I can't think of, they're not German shepherds. They're in the similar breed as German shepherds. Whatever. They're those really good attack dogs. Yeah. They're attack dogs. And like, there's a scene where they're attacking, People, it's a the cool bad scene because it's a combination of the dogs attacking and also the main characters yeah. attacking. So it's a nice flow between the two. Yeah, and the and the director dubbed it dog foo. That explains it. And, That's why. Okay. Um, but what was really cool, I read a like a little interview with the director, and he was saying, so you know, there are so many scenes in movies where dogs are attacking people, okay. and you know, the dogs are fine and the people are fine, like it's all done very well. But the director was saying how most times. The dogs think they're attacking somebody and like they are in attack mode, even though the dog isn't being harmed and the person is, you know, protected and whatnot. The dog, like the adrenaline rush. The dogs don't know how to act. They only know how to attack. Right. And it's hard on the dogs. Like it's stressful for them to, to, you know, feel like they're in, they're being threatened and having to attack somebody. Got it. So the director really didn't want to do that. He wanted the dogs to have fun. And so that entire scene, the way they did it is the dogs think they're playing. Awesome. And um, I told my sister this and my sister has done some dog training and whatnot. And um, like the John Wick movies are definitely not her style. But I, she was kind of interesting. Like, I want to see the scene and see, like, if that's true or not, like, based on what she knows. And yeah. I showed her the scene and she was looking like, totally. Like the, they're just playing? And she and, – and if you watch it again, you can tell. So, there were two big things, she said. One was the tails. All of the tails were up and wagging. Huh. Not, like, hunched. And their body language was very loose. And their ears weren't like pinned back. They were just like they were having fun. They thought they were playing. That's awesome. And I just thought that was really cool because like there is a whole – they're literally like the the one like absolute message in this movie is 
don't be an asshole to dogs, basically. <laughs> dogs are precious. They must be protected. Right. And so, like, the fact that the director then went out of his way to actually do that, I thought was really cool. So, okay. Uh, to return from that segue, uh, I do remember the most recent movie that I came out of being like, well, that was entertaining. And it was uh, Zombieland 2. Oh, I haven't seen it yet, actually. It's it's, it's It was entertaining. Yeah. Um, again... Not going to break any records or write right. any dissertations, but uh, it was it was an entertaining uh, hour and a half of uh, right. theater. Which is really all you can ask for, for I think, in a part, movie. Which is, again, the reason why my scale is either zero or five. Right. Um, okay, so I watched Frozen 2 over the break. What did you do? Uh, I'm sure I did other <laughs> things over that break, too. But I, I used all of my PTO to pay time off from work uh, to go and hang out with my family for a week, two weeks. And ended up getting very, very sick for one of those weeks. Oh, yay. Uh, what did, I'm actually what did you get? kind of coming over it. Um, it was the weirdest thing. Like, about a week ago, I woke up and had a sore throat. Which did happened- you get strep, too? No. Oh. You didn't get strep. Remember, you got something. Wait, no, I had strep. You actually had strep. I had full-blown right, right. strep. It was that awful. Was, that was a while ago. I, that was like a month ago now. Yeah, I may be prone for strep, but that was long enough ago that it would have already happened if it was. Yeah. But no, so I woke up with a sore throat, but it was one of those that... I sometimes my nose gets plugged when I go to sleep and I'll wake up with my mouth open and it'll just be that my sore th- my throat is dry mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and not actually sore. Yeah, I've had and that. And so before. for the most part, usually hour or two later I'm fine. This though, for the entire day, it felt like I had just come back from a concert and was screaming the entire day. Huh. So you know how your throat gets oh, like exhausted. Right. It's just like it's it sore. Doesn't hurt. It's it, yeah. It's like it's constantly dry. Yes. That's exactly what it felt like for about four days. Weird. And it would kind of get worse or better depending on the day. But for the most part, it was like my head wasn't stuffed. There was nothing wrong. I just was constantly had a sore throat. Huh. And it sucked. No fever or anything? No, nope, just... nothing. Everything else was perfectly fine. Were you, was swallowing crappy? No. That was the weird. Okay, okay. Let me take it back. It was. But like normally when you get a sore throat and you go to drink water, it hurts to drink water. Right. That wasn't the case. Huh. It was just like every once in a while I had to swallow and I was like, Ugh. and it, right. again, it didn't hurt nearly as much. It was just kind of like annoying. Yeah. Um, and then on the fourth day. The sore throat went away and I was like, yay. And then the head cold came. And oh, I was like, crap. oh, dang it. So I basically wasted half of my vacation just sitting and watching movies, which, by the way, isn't actually wasted because right, that that's sounds not, phenomenal. Right. Like that's not a, that doesn't sound like a bad vacation to me. Um, but I guess the worst part is I didn't go and do yeah. things that I could have done. Yeah. It was uh, just watching. But yeah, that's how sometimes I, I don't know. Like sometimes you just need that like time to just, just do decompress. nothing. Yeah. And what's kind of nice is when you're sick. <laughs> You have the excuse. Right, exactly. It's nice. like, well, I can't really do anything. It's like, kind of like the rainy day excuse, right? right? It's like, oh, I, oh, oh, darn. I was it's planning a, on going out to the beach and drawing, making, making a painting. It's right. Like, oh, it's like I you don't do have to now. feel guilty for doing yeah. nothing because like, yeah. well, I'm sick. Um, um, and then the other thing that I did that I think was probably most noteworthy is for Christmas. Um, okay. So I've been slowly over the course of the last couple of years training my dad to like video games. Mm. And it has been succeeding very well. Um, and this Christmas I picked up, me and my mom went halfway and on getting him a PS4 and a whole bunch of PS4 exclusives. Nice. And so, uh, I did pick up another game called Unraveled 2. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. That's actually, a fun, I played the first one. I haven't played the second yeah, one. Yeah. So the second one is basically the same as the first, but geared it's more towards player, co-op. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And so me and my dad played through the entire game of Unraveled 2 Oh, together. nice. 
uh, while while I was sick. So it actually worked out really well. That's cool. It was a very fun game. Yeah, um, it's I, I yeah I really enjoyed the first one. Yeah, it's great a, it's a, great animation. It's very pretty and it's a good pl- puzzle platformer. Yeah, and kind um, of like it's got a loose plot, but it's the plot doesn't really matter. It's the platforming that's yeah. The, and what's really cool about the two player is they design it in such a way that you have to be like you need each other. Right, right, right. And so it never so feels like, like you, did you play Portal two? Yeah. And did you play the co-op? I did play the co-op for a little bit. Like, and you literally, like, there are certain aspects that you just, you couldn't do by yourself. Well, I mean, when That's you're playing the, the co-op, the whole, yeah. Whereas um, Unravel 2 is also a single player game. Right. Uh, so I don't know exactly how they do this because I didn't play the single player version. But in the double, in the two player version, there are, there are literally parts where you have to have that second player. Otherwise right. you cannot proceed. And I wonder was, if either in this single player it's a different campaign or or maybe you just control both characters right or there's an npc or something like that um npc is non-player character by the way all i know is it was really good because it meant no one was ever like carrying the team it was always uh a a concerted effort between the two of us right it was it was literally co-op like cooperative playing yeah and it was really Mm -hmm. cool because uh towards the end of the game so there's one mechanic where you uh swing on certain nodes Mm -hmm. and you have to kind of get used to the swinging physics where if you let go during certain parts of the arc your character will fly in certain directions oh okay that makes Um, sense and in a lot of cases there'll be like multiple nodes you have to swing from each one right and it was really cool towards the end um there's this very long sequence where it's pretty much all that all that there is is the the swinging mechanic, and <laughs> eventually getting outclassed by my dad mm. as he's just like swinging crazily from from uh, node to node, and I'm just like conservative. It was really funny. That's kind of your your the master has be or the te- the the uh, what how how does that go? The apprentice become has become the master. The student. The student. That's has the be- phrase you're going for. Yes. The student has become the master. Yeah. I mean, the student has become a slightly better student. There you go. No offense, Dad. Yeah. You're doing great. Um. So. So yeah. Any other little tiny things I'm that happened? I think like it was a pretty mellow couple of weeks. Yeah. Same. Um. You know, most you know being self-employed, like most clients, kind of had. Closed Did you up actually shop. take any time off, or was it more just you didn't have anything to do? I just didn't have anything to do. Like, I, I mean, I took, you know, Christmas Day off, if you will, and New Year's Day. But, but like, it was, that really didn't... Taking it off doesn't really change anything. Right, right? exactly. So, so, yeah, it was kind of... There was nothing... Really nothing overly exciting happened, for actually, better or worse. Actually, kind of an interesting question. So, because... I mean, your income this month must have been lower than most. Though. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because unlike mine, where it's paid time off, right, your mine, time off is literally just you're not charging right, any which money is towards people. The double-edged sword of Kinda being sucks. self-employed. <laughs> A little bit. <sighs> yeah, um, self-employed. It's great because I can just take a day off if I want to. It sucks because I don't get paid for that day. Yeah. Um, Final word. Yeah, I think that's time. Yeah, I, I think. I think this little experiment that we've tried worked out pretty decently. Yeah, I think so, too. And I, I feel like I think next week um, is going to be a lot of Star Wars talk. Yep. So uh, look forward to that, all the people who enjoy Star Wars. And please listen if you don't. Yes, there there will be spoilers. Oh, yes, there will. But don't worry. We'll say it. So Multiple times. <laughs> anyways, so final word. Uh, so the final word I picked out a couple, like 20 minutes ago, and had forgotten how to pronounce it. So nice. phone, please help me out. Hypnagogic. Hypnagogic? Hypnagogic. 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 H-Y-P-N-O-H-Y-P-N-A-G-O-G-I-C. Hypnagogic. H-Y-P-N-A-G-O. Hypnagogic. 
Don't you be typing it in your computer? No, I just I got I'm gonna I'm gonna spell it out so I can see it. Hypnagogic. Okay, spell it again. H y p n a g o g i c. Hypnagogic. Interesting. Don't know what writing it down is gonna give you. No, sometimes just seeing the word helps. So at first I thought it was like H y p n o, so like hypno, like mm-hmm. something like hypnotized type thing. Uh huh. But I feel I mean, like. Am I on a, the right track at all? It's, it's definitely related. Um, hypnagogic. In, in some very um, minute way. Well, Interesting. Pretty, um, pretty An aspect of being hypnotized, but not really. So, okay. So, there's like a sleeping aspect to hypnotizing. Okay. Okay. You're definitely moving towards a good, good direction um, here. Come on. Give, give me something. Okay. So you, either give me an answer or let me Having give you the a dream in which you're hypnotized in the dream. Okay. That's a good answer. Not right. Okay. Relating to the state immediately before falling asleep. Oh, interesting. So it's not like twilight state yeah. where you're you're still somewhat aware of right. your surroundings, but, but you're, you're not like fully yeah. interesting. I know exactly. I know exactly what you're talking this about. This is the state that always frustrates me because if I ever notice that I'm in that state, yes, you immediately gone. come out of that, that state. Yep. And it's also the same kind of state where do you do you ever have those night jumps? Yes. Where you'd be like laying in bed and all of a sudden your entire body will Like convulse, you feel like you just fell out of bed or something. Which or the the I don't know if this is actually true or not, but the quote unquote reason for it is your body misinterprets uh, you falling asleep to you dying. And so it's like restart. Interesting. I haven't heard that one before. Again, heard it on the internet. So probably not true. I've definitely heard the like, not the like I'm falling, but like all of a sudden like your leg twitches. Yeah. That is like your body's like releasing energy before it falls asleep. I don't know if that's true either, but yeah, it's, Falling asleep is one of the more frustrating aspects of life. Yeah, it really is. Because for me, it's either like I get in bed and, oh, I'm asleep. Or it's I get in bed, I'm like, I'm really tired and I want to go to sleep. And God damn it, I'm not going to sleep. And your brain's just like, hey, remember that thing you did 15 years ago that you thought was kind of awkward? Right. Let's just kind of think about that for 10 Or that, you know, one thing that you probably should do, do it now. Like, it's not a big deal, but just do it now. What I hate about that kind of state is all of my like good productive ideas start yes. happening then. And I'm like, but body, you're not in a mood to do this. Right. Why it's are like, you thinking about right, it? Right. Like we're just remember all of it. And the word, but if you like, you know, were to write it down, if you'd you be completely effort, wake up. It's done. It's yeah. over. <sighs> so frustrating. So with that sweet dreams, everybody. Peace.